Oh. Evening, Graham. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I, that's good. Well, I just about locked myself out of my internet, but other than that, I'm oh, doing that's good. That's good. That's good. I, uh, I uh, was configuring my router and turned it on to MAC addresses only because I'm trying to set up a different router. Anyways, and I forgot to put my computer into the allowed devices. I hate when that happens. So, uh, luckily, I had my phone still working so I could... But uh, yeah, that would have been a little messy. So I don't know how I would have, I would have had to call my telecom you, carrier. Couldn't you just reset the router? Like yeah, that would have made, that would have made yeah. sense. That would yeah. make sense. It's okay. It's late. Yeah. Anyway. I'll, I would probably defer to your judgment though, because you're the expert in that kind of thing of the <laughs> two of us. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um... I'm I'm excited to see how this episode turns out. Are you? Oh boy! I I don't remember if we've had an episode like this where um, our viewpoints are like diametrically opposed, or where we have quite a differences of opinion. Yeah, I mean, of the 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 handful of fans we have, if you don't want to call them that, I think I'm probably gonna be. I don't know heavily disagreed with about uh, yeah oh no my opinions about this game and i'm okay with that like i'm interested to hear your opinions on this because um well i mean i've heard a few of them yes um, but uh i'm interested to chat about them because it is you're coming from a viewpoint um that i really haven't experienced or seen other people experience to to degree Uh, yes you played the newer ones before going back and playing the older ones yeah, and I mean, like, I, yeah, I don't even know if it's that. It's more just, like, I have no attachment to this game. That right? like, that too, yeah. I think, yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah I think we should. should probably just dive in before we get yeah. ourselves. Yeah, let's, 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 let's uh, ring that let's... theme song up. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Developer Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And Graham, I must disclose again that I am once again playing a video game ball on the podcast. I actually okay. find it works quite well. Okay. It helps Are you me... playing the next one? No, 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 no. I'm playing uh, uh, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racing. Okay, uh, cool. Another Nintendo is... 64 game, right? Yeah, and they re-released it for PS4 and the other consoles, I think, uh, like last month. Okay. Um, so yeah, I find, I, I found that like, if I put on a game like this, that's kind of like mindless. Um, it, it helps, not that help helps the podcast go by quicker, but it just feels more natural and helps me, uh, get Some, caught up on my trophy backlog. So yeah, it's something you can do in the, yeah, something to keep you occupied. Yeah, exactly. Not that you're not worthy of my attention. <laughs> Certainly you are, but, um, anyhow, after that disclosure, uh, this week we'll be talking about, um, Arguably one of the one of the alleged greatest games of all time. Um, no, it's probably one of the greatest games of all time. I think most people would agree. Uh, it's at least a very important game. Yes, absolutely. I would say it's. Um, how how would you define it? Like it brings a whole new dimension to. Like would you <laughs> would you call it a, like would classic be sufficient or would be it would be more like historic? 
I'd probably define it as a classic. Okay. Um, okay. In the sense of it held a special place in a lot of people's hearts and it also came out a while ago. Yes. Um, we're, of course, talking about, if you haven't looked at the episode title yet, uh, Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo 64. Uh, originally launched in, I believe it was 96. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, it was also a launch title. Is that is that correct? Um, I'm not sure about that. I think it came out pretty close to the launch of the Nintendo 64. Okay. Yeah. I okay. don't remember if it was a launch title. I'm, I am curious, though. Okay. I, I was... Oh, that's a secret. Uh, I was skimming the Wikipedia before, and that's what I had uh, okay. taken from the Wikipedia article. But I could very well, of course, be wrong. Um, regardless. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, this is my first time playing. I played on the Wii U, if uh, that matters to the listeners at home. Um, I think I had attempted to play through like on the emulator once like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And when you need to spin Bowser around... Uh, I found that there wasn't a really good way to do that on the keyboard. So, oh gosh, that would be. <laughs> um, that kind of quelled my attempts there. But uh, yeah, I, I've aside from maybe I say this a lot of, about a lot of Nintendo games. I've probably said it on the podcast before. But aside from like maybe playing it at like an Old Navy when I was a child, because like at my local Old Navy they used to have like a GameCube or a Ooh, Nintendo cool. 64 set up. I've never touched the game before. So it was a, mm-hmm. pretty much a fresh experience other than like residual knowledge from uh, like Summoning Salt speedrun history videos on YouTube and just uh, like general uh, gaming uh, culture, right? Yeah, it's a big part of pop, like gaming pop culture kind of. Absolutely. Well, it's at least Absolutely. a very big aspect of speedrun culture. Yes. Like it's, it's, uh, it's up there with like um, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, and the speedrunning community is just so interesting. I, I I do find it incredibly fascinating, but that's probably a, co- a topic for another day. Um, yeah. Graham, uh, what would you say your thoughts are on Super Mario 64, having been one of those people who played it when they were younger and had that connection to it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I had a Nintendo 64 growing up that had... I had Mario 64, Mario Party 2... Pokemon Stadium, um, and one other game, Uh, I can't remember it now, but yeah, no, I did play it growing up, and I also, um, it was one of the, the DS remakes was one of the first games I got for the DS. Okay. And I played a lot of that, too, so I'm very familiar with it. Um, And, And that one introduces other playable characters, is that correct? Yeah, there's Mario, Wario, Yoshi, and Luigi. Um, and okay. they kind of like disp- disperse the power-ups across the different characters. Right. So like um, uh, Wario gets the metal cap and Luigi gets the invisibility cap. I'm so how sure. do you how do you then like switch characters? Uh, there's a room in Peach's castle where you can mm. go and okay. switch characters. And okay. also if you're playing as Yoshi, you can find the hats of the different characters scattered around the stage. Okay. Um, different stages. Uh, so, like, if you need to be Luigi Swap. for part of it, you can do that. Right. Um, but in terms of, like, my thoughts on the game, um, it was, honestly, I enjoyed it. Um, it was definitely a little frustrating going back to it um, because 
um, there's a lot of modern conveniences that the newer games do, like being able to slide down walls instead of just bonking your head off of them uh, when you try to do a wall jump. And things are a lot tighter, and as in like the windows to do things, um, and you have and Mario's a lot slipperier. Um, but it was a big nostalgia trip for me mm-hmm. because because uh, I was able to go back and revisit. Uh, Bob on Battlefield and that and see what the signs said because I'd never read them as a kid or um, (laughs) like I remember that there's like one star that I don't know if I ever ever actually got that's in the ice world and I saw someone do that like a year or so ago and I was like oh man I want now I know if I ever need to do it again how to do it right so like and like I'm remembering all these like shortcuts and these weird obtuse mechanics of how to actually get to places. Um, so it was a lot of fun for me in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was very I don't know like child like it's a return to stuff that I played as a kid. So right, simpler times. If yeah, you will. yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. How how did you find it? Like what? Are, what were your like overall thoughts on the game? Um. Okay. Um. I, I would say, for me personally, that this game. It's not that it's a bad game, but I I cannot I cannot sit here and say this is a good game. Well, I cannot sit here and say I enjoyed this game. That's fair. Um, and. Like we t- we we there were two two times where I was playing it and we were kind of like just chatting over Skype. You're giving me some tips here or there, um, about like just how the game worked because I didn't really know at the time. Like I didn't know that if you got 100 coins, you got a star for that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so just kind of like that we talked about kind of like that that playground knowledge of like things you would tell your friends, um, to help you kind of get along through the game or whatever, right? Yeah, um, which is you know, how games worked back then, except, and work now, except it's all online. So, and the times that we, I think, I guess, if, for lack of a better term, were playing together were times that I enjoyed it actually the most, which is ironic considering how frustrated I was getting last night when we were <laughs> playing together. Uh. But um, I, I can definitely, like, see the appeal and I can see the impact that the game has, but... Um, and there are definitely good things that I liked about the game, uh, but there are also things that I feel um, were, I, I, and this is just my opinion. I have no idea if this is the case or not. Um, I don't want to make it sound like I, yeah, I don't want to make that claim. Uh, but I, I feel that there are things that were done during development of the game to make the game uh, pad the runtime. And in doing so, makes it a very poor experience. And I don't know if you want to go into the stuff I liked about it first, or the stuff I didn't like about it first. Um, but I definitely have a lot of critiques about the or criticisms about the game, uh, just from an overall development standpoint. Um, at the end of the day, I I I was relieved to have finished it, and I cannot say that it was very fun. Okay, yeah, and like I know, like. A lot of the criticisms are valid. Like, I'll agree with you. Like, there's aspects of the game that haven't aged well. Or, like you said, 
kind of were padding out the experience, like um, you think of having to restart the whole level uh, if you die, right? Uh, I think more... I would. I don't necessarily mind like restarting the whole level because the levels are generally small, right? They're small scale. They're not huge, generally speaking, right? No, they're the issue... kind of toy box kind of feel. Yeah, which is perfectly fine, and, and they and I actually prefer that they're smaller scale. What I don't like is when the, it kicks me out of the level, and then I have to jump back into the portrait, like like that. Simple things like that, where it, it over the course of a game, yeah, maybe it's ten seconds each time, right? Yeah. But over the course of, you know, a hundred deaths or more, right? And, I mean, there are more egregious examples that I'm sure we can get into of wasting my time because I failed something. But just that, like, you couldn't have just restarted the level. Yeah. Um, there's definitely and, there's definitely some really kind of harsh elements to the game. Yes. And yeah. I will say this. Yep. But before we get, I think, further. Um, obviously, this game is a period of its time. And... You know, we are coming from a, a modern standpoint, particularly me, because I, I didn't play it when it was modern, right? I'm playing it in mm-hmm. far in the future. <laughs> but in my opinion, there are games that do stand the test of time, right? That are fun, no matter if you played them then or now. And those, to me, are truly good games, where it doesn't matter when you play them, because they're just mm. solid, right? Uh, Halo Combat Evolved, uh, like Doom. Um, RuneScape, <laughs> um, mm. games like that. <laughs> I was joking about RuneScape, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. But but games that like hold up now, like you could load up Combat Evolved and and still have a ton of fun. I mean, yeah. I feel I feel that's the case at least. Um, you know because it's oh man, how did I end up in fourth? What's happening? Um, because they're just really well done games, and I did not feel that 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 way with Mario. So. Um, yeah. yeah, I just want to put that out there. Obviously, we're coming from uh, a modern perspective, and our our perceptions will be judged as that. But I, I was I was going in with the perception that people laid upon just the game in general uh, that it was going to be one of those like greatest of all times that totally hold up, and I, and I found that it for me it did not hold up in the slightest. So it's, um... yeah. It's kind of interesting because, like, I had a similar experience when it came to Ocarina of Time. Have interesting. You ever, have you ever played that game? Uh, so I played it on... Uh, I played the 3DS remake. Okay. And um, it's 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 funny. Like, as I was playing Mario um, in my home, like, I was getting, you know, frustrated. And my wife would be like, Matt, it's an old game. Like, you know, calm down. I'm like, yeah, it's an old game. But and I said to her, like, but so is Ocarina of Time. And that game you know, stands up. And I and I do, I don't know, I guess I never played the, even with Mario, I never played the actual N64 yeah. version. But they, they made a lot of improvements in the 3DS version. Very. And and, and so perhaps I can't comment fully on that, but um, I do feel like Ocarina and even Majora's Mask are are on that level of, of games that do hold up. But yeah. again, I haven't played the original, so I guess I can't really quantify that. But well, sorry, I did not mean to cut you off from your yeah, no problem. Your, your point, no but. problem. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. So you you played the 3DS one, and I played the original one. It's kind of funny how we've had these kind of mirrored experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> I because I definitely I went into Ocarina of Time expecting a masterpiece, and I got frustrated at like 
the frame rate is really poor. Mm, okay. Um, and the menus take a while to open and like the water temple, the water, just the water, water temple. Um, right. Because you had to use like the, you had to open up the menu each time, right? Yeah. So the iron boots, think about yes, this. Yes. Yes. The yes, iron yes, boots right. weren't, weren't a button that you could just put on the hot bar. Right. Like you had to go into the menu, navigate to the iron boots and select then close them. the, like select right. them, close the menu, get to the bottom open up the menu again, unequip the iron boots, close the menu. So like... Very um, fair points. So, at which... Um, and I'm not saying the game is bad by any means. It's, it Honestly, like I look back on it with a rather positive light, but it was definitely um, a bit of hindered. a struggle to play. It, it was probably hindered by its time. Exactly. It was hindered by the technology of its time, which is right. why like the remake of it was able to kind of, you know, bring it up to speed. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Mario 64, I feel like even if it got a remake, there's just something about it that's, um, like, would be difficult for modern audiences nowadays. Like, um, something that I noticed when I was playing is that Mario is very small in the game. Um, right. In that objects are comparatively very large right um and often very tall like mario in this game often has to jump grab a ledge and climb up right um, versus i'd say like odyssey in particular like you don't have to do that very often because right. mario just jump yeah you just jump you don't think about it right. but i could i had to feel I had to be like, okay, um, I have to make sure I do a double jump so that he can grab the ledge and climb up. Um, I think TikTok clock has the best slash worst example of that with those three blocks that are in like a kind of a staircase, uh, the ones that rotate. It's right near the beginning of the level. Yep. Um, where you pretty much have to do a double jump to grab onto the top of them. Right. And it's um, it's something that wouldn't go over well today. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, Graham, because as you, as you kind of went over that, I, I, I'm recalling, like, in this game, there are times where, like you said, you have to plan a double jump or a triple jump to, to access some point. And from my recollection of the, our Mario Galaxy review, I don't think... I learned about the triple jump or had or had to do a triple jump Probably until ever. late until the game, if at all. Um, I'm trying to recall precisely, but um, there are times in this game where like you have to, you know, plan that jump and a half or whatever it might be to, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, pr- progress. Absolutely. So that's, yeah. that's a very good point. Um, well, even in like Hazy Maze Cave, there's a section where you have to use a long jump. It is mandatory. Right. Which, um, th- like, even with o- Odyssey, where the long jump was a little bit less, like, <laughs> long jump in Odyssey was a bit more of an additional utility function rather than a mandatory form of movement. Right. Because which was, I never learned how to do. 
<laughs> yeah, because you've got the hat, and the hat gives you so much mobility. Right. Um. Well, no, I never learned how to do the long jump with the hat. That's what I never learned how to do. Oh, really? Yeah, never. It's because uh, that's, that's interesting. Because like, I I think I probably mentioned in the Mario, uh, but there's like a combo you can do where like you you long jump, throw the throw hat. your hat. Yeah. Um. Or was it? Yeah, it's like you long. Yeah, I know. That's precisely you throw what your I'm hat, talking long about. Long yeah. jump. Jump off the hat, and then do it throw again. the hat again, and then dive. Yes. And it get lets you cover a lot of ground. Yeah, and I never figured out how to do it. Yeah. And so, uh, what I will say about this game over its uh, successors, um, Galaxy and Odyssey, is that um, the 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 methods of movement make a lot more sense, uh, or, or they're more. Uh, they're more natural with the controller that I was using, okay. right? Uh, I felt I felt like I knew how to do things more than I did on the Wiimote or on the Joy-Con, if okay. that makes sense. Uh, I knew how to perform the actions required of me. I knew how to do a long jump. I knew how to do a triple jump, slide this or that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it just, um, it's... I like mean, that's just because the Nintendo... kind of... Yeah, I mean, this is because Nintendo has poo-poo controllers, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, so it, that 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 is a good point um, about Mar like the way the way you control Mario and the way like Mario feels as you control him is very very important to to this type of game. Mm-hmm. What in in uh, perhaps. Conversely, the issue I found is even though I knew how to make Mario do certain things or, or perform certain jumps, I feel like the trajectory was always just a roll of the dice of where I was going to end up. The and, yeah, the lack of shadows in a lot of situations made made things hard to judge. Yeah, and and yeah, I guess I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go into this tangent a little bit. Go for it. But I I feel very strongly that and, and this is just my speculation so take that to mean the little nothingness that it means but i do feel that when designing this game they had this conversation of okay so we've got our levels they're kind of small we're doing something totally different and we need to make this game more difficult because it doesn't match the difficulty of 2d mario okay how are we going to do that I know. Let's make Mario slip and slide all over the place for no apparent reason. Let's make him turn like poop. Let's make him make it really hard to figure out where you're going to jump and the momentum of the jumps that you need. And also, every time you die, let's just kick you out of the level or kick you back to the main uh, main menu. And uh, let's just pad the runtime that way. And that's exactly what I feel that they did. And that, to me, was very frustrating because it made the game... <sighs> It didn't make the game feel difficult. It made the game feel like it was wasting my time. And it like it was intentionally, intentionally doing things to waste my time. And I just found that extremely frustrating. And and you know, we kind of discussed like it's that it's that arcade style mentality of like you know, you want the player to die enough that they spend more coins in your, you know, hypothetical arcade but not too much where they can't stand it anymore right um and i just i just feel like that mentality was definitely there but 
over concerns of the game's supposed difficulty, but primarily length. Because the levels, as we mentioned before, are not are not vast. Um, you know, there's 15 levels, and you play the same levels over and over with different star locations, which is fine. I have no problem with that. I think it's actually a, a very solid format to operate with. But I felt like, at the end of the day, they said these levels are, are kind of easy, uh, and we just need to make it more difficult for the player. So I, I do think that we need to keep, like, I think I agree that there's probably some parts of the designs that were definitely for like, okay, we need to make these hard because um, we need people to be playing this game for a while. Right. Because there aren't, the, there wasn't the same quantity of games back then that there are now. Yes. And games yes. were pretty expensive back then too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they're cheaper now than they were then. Oh yeah, like the the cost of a video game hasn't risen since two thousand six. Yes. Of uh, a AAA game, which is one thing I'm excited to see that some I think EAs are raising their prices. I mean, it's too bad that it's EA, but um, <laughs> sorry. Because um, it's like the FIFA gamers. I don't I don't care about those games personally, but anyways. Um, yeah, the prices of games, games were expensive back then. Like, they were 80 mm-hmm. bucks back then. Right, which um, is like 120 now, probably. Yeah. So, so definitely, you wanted stuff to last. I do think we need to give them a little bit of slack, because they did create, like, I don't know if it was one of the first, but it's definitely, like, extremely early 3D platformer. 3D, like, controlling a 3D mm-hmm. character in a brand new, like, dimensional environment. Um and I also think they knocked it out of the park, like being able, like, especially I didn't, I found that once I adjusted to some of the slipperiness of it, um, he, like, I was able to really control his movements fairly finely. Okay. Um, and I like making something in 3d and having to figure out how the physics worked and, I can only like having to work in the constraints of a tiny engine like the Nintendo 64. Yep. Yep. Like I'm honestly impressed with a lot of the stuff that they did. Um and I know that like they probably didn't even use it as efficiently as I could cuz stuff like Majora's Masks and Ocarina of Time came out and just with the environments and stuff that they've got there. Think of Hyrule Fields. Yeah. How how vast and huge that is. But um Well it's even just like I, 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 I agree I agree with you there. And um I, even just the technological advances and how quickly they were happening in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Right? Because uh, this game came out like three years after uh what, Legend of Zelda three on the SNES? Like and then th- four years after this Majora's Mask came out and but the PS two was out at that point and like the the console and and the games, like, they just were flying technological, uh, te- technologically at that time. Yeah, like, um, the, you could see every evolutionary leap. For sure. And and I do I do agree. They definitely, I don't know if they're the first, but I do submit that they definitely, I would say, invented the genre. Yeah, and, like, inspired so many copycats, too, that couldn't even, like, it took... Pretty much until, like, Mario 64 kind of set the formula, but we didn't really get... I feel like Odyssey is the first one that 
I've really felt really comfortable in. Like I never had really too many issues with the camera and right. I always wow. knew where I was going to land. Like that kind of thing. Okay, fair enough. And I mean like I, I haven't played Sunshine, but I, I have a feeling that Sunshine is vastly different than sixty four. I'd have say you, it's it's Is it pretty similar? It's got a similar Mario's got a similar weight to in Sunshine. It's a similar kind of um fastness. Like Mario moves very fast in sixty four and sunshine. Is he moves is it is it like the same like level setup though of like there's a hub world and then levels? Uh or yeah. is it more open world? Okay. It's 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 hub world. It's the same kind of structure. Okay. That's um, what I wasn't sure about. So like I rescind that statement. The galaxy was where Mario got really floaty. Um and right. kind of the movement got really slow. Um which I found some frustration with uh in, in the review. Um but uh yeah, no he's the movement and the physics and how they managed to get actually get a camera working in 3D. Um, and like, how they, I'm like, I'm kind of spitballing here, but like yep. what I know of 3D technology and how to make some simple 3D, like I making a 3D game engine, using the tools today was difficult. Right. So like, I can, I only imagine the kind of stuff they were doing back then. So like, um, I was, having never and, and and being the first ones to do it yeah practically. yeah for sure for sure um and like no, was, one last thing is that like i was watching the credits and it's going between all these different environments right and i'm and it's like a second fade between each environment i'm thinking how are they loading all that um <laughs> like they managed to make this incredibly performant game on the new hardware like it also like it runs really well very true like it runs well, at I, a ran, solid... I ran on the wii u but it, but like loading times i don't know if it was any different than 64 but loading times like fine like there's no issue with loading times or, or frame rate or anything like that that i experienced yeah yeah um and i think that has to do with it being such a small game right in, in terms of like uh the footprint kind of because right. the, there's, like um, a lot of other Nintendo 64 games really chug, like right. GoldenEye or um, Ocarina of Time, Banjo-Kazooie, Donkey Kong. Like they all run at like sub 30 frames per second. So, and then Mario 64 comes along at like 60 or something. Right. So, um, and I think that is probably a lot to do with that it needed to feel responsive. Um, mm -hmm. Like all Mario, I don't remember if Mario Galaxy, yeah, it was 60 as well. Like all the Mario games run at 60, I think because of that responsiveness. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, I admire the game, I suppose, and the developers because, and so that's, definitely colors my view of the game right um but uh yeah uh i will say like there is a lot i liked about the game and and it a lot of that it comes from i would say like the design and art direction like this might sound really dumb but 
like graphically it's still a good like it still looks good like it like the environments are interesting mario's castle is really well done it's 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 an appealing game to look at that's i don't that's look the at the right word yeah i don't look at it and go ugh right like oh um and i like the variety of environments like the variety of enemies um one thing my favorite thing about the game probably is and i think personally this is what's missing from the newer ones mario has character he does he's got he's got dialogue he's got kind of quips he dreams about carbohydrates (laughs) (laughs) um there's there's a lot to you know hear from him and and like that's that's that to me is what was so key about those those 90 platformers right like like crash bandicoot like when he dies all the things he does and like Mm -hmm. when he beats a level and like wipes his forehead it's like it's that level of like kind of connecting the player with the character right um yeah and like spyro and 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 crash did that death animations but this with mario it was just he's got a lot to say when he falls he screams when he when he when he chokes and talks and he keels over and dies it's it, it there's a lot to him and i don't I don't even recall Mario. And to me, all I remember Mario Odyssey is one singular f- dumb face that he makes. And it's just, it's just his regular face. And Cappy does all the exposition and, and personality. And I think that's a major flaw. And yeah. Yeah, Mario is definitely pretty soulless in the, <laughs> in the modern world. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember I was reading about... Um, like the the new game, the new Paper Mario game. Uh, what's it called? Not, Origami King. Yeah, Origami King. And hearing about the design decisions, how they weren't allowed to create any new characters. They weren't allowed to introduce any new characters to the Mario universe outside of the villain and the sidekick character. Um, and I, I feel like there is a certain amount of character maybe starting as early as like the new super mario bros line where mario just kind of lost any personality he had um luigi still got it um luigi still got loads of character and we'll be talking about that at some point um but yeah no that there is a certain um like he screams mama mia and he says uh like um Goodbye. What is what's the so long, Bowser? Yeah. And it's um yeah, and it's it's those little moments that you know we can connect with Mario versus us being Mario. Well, it's also he, he's legitimately funny. Like when he when he falls asleep <laughs> and and dreams of spaghetti and ravioli. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. That's it, it's really funny and it it shows this level of like heart um of the game right and uh yeah like definitely like in, in 2d mario it, it, i guess it kind of makes a little bit of sense and uh, but like mario galaxy and odyssey or like you said after like new super mario bros it's, there's not much there at all right um and i think we have enough of those ty- types of protagonists right like link generally is you know, non-emotive. He's kind of got that one level, generally speaking, right? Yeah. Um, and so it, it's it's fun to have a character in this type of you know 
playground level platformer yeah. to have some some childlike wonder to it or whatever, right? Um, something to kind of enjoy beyond just the levels and the and the atmosphere. Yeah, like I can think of like a Hat in Time. Have you heard of that game? Uh, I think I heard a design doc on that one. That's a relatively new one, right? Yeah, it came out a couple years ago. It was in early access for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But it's in the same vein as like a... It's a 3D platformer. Okay. Um, and the protagonist does have, you know, like she's fairly spunky. Like she's got some character right. to her. So um, I can I can definitely remember her character. Right. Um, and, and, and there are times when a silent protagonist is good. Yeah, but uh, it's I it's I, a I guess it's a shift in how they want the player to feel. Maybe like Mario in Odyssey, you are possessing Mario as he is possessing other objects. Um, it's like it can kind of go in in one of two directions, right? If the you you have complete and utter control over the character and they are a soulless husk. Um, like in Odyssey or, you know, like a most early games, right? Yep. Um, yep. Or you can have a character that's got a bit more personality, like a Nathan Drake or a Kratos or something. Yep. So I think PlayStation generally has a few bit more personality of their characters. Well, at the end of the day, that's why you're there, right? Like... Well, generally speaking, like for most single player games, you're coming for, again, generally, you're coming back for the narrative, right? Or you're coming back for the characters, right? Um, I guess I guess in the late 90s, it was a little different um, because uh, story based gaming was probably pretty still pretty fresh. Um, it was it was on a different now. It was found in different places. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess I guess it was kind of like that. Tra- like that decade was the transitionary period between like gameplay, just being gameplay, and then games being starting to envelop or or develop more of a of a plot or a narrative, right? And I think obviously Zelda has a lot to do with that, and that kind of has morphed along with the franchise too, just because of the limitations of you know. Um, how games, um, the technology of games, right? Yeah. Console games so, in particular. Yeah, exactly. So, for me with Mario, it just it was like a breath of fresh air because like I was so I'm so used to Mario not saying a word hmm. or doing anything, right? So when he uh, is talking a lot and then goes whew, or you know, um, I mean my my two daughters they love me playing mario mm-hmm. like she keeps asking me to play more mario <laughs> and uh and she and she starts saying mama mia now she goes mama mia and oh like, that's funny you know and it's it's, it, it's really funny and you know she could she could have sat and watched me play through all of mario odyssey and she would never have you know yeah no he doesn't he doesn't really say anything like that i don't know if he speaks in mario odyssey. i don't think he speaks um uh, maybe if he falls and dies i'll have to look it up but you might enjoy some of the stuff like um, Super Mario, or sorry, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, 
uh, where, or stuff like there are, or even like Paper Mario to a degree, like the first couple. I mean, do you, do you think that they don't really give him a lot of character because there are just so many flipping Mario games that they don't want to like? He has to be a certain amount of nothing. Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can't like he has to be enough of a self-insert character, enough of a, a thing where you can you can stop seeing him and start seeing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like where where that that divide is. Like I, I'm there's an infamous I don't know how infamous it is really, but there's a Pac-Man game. Um, I remember watching a. I can't remember. It's like a, it's an old point and click Pac-Man game, but you, you have zero direct control over the character. You can suggest things for him to do, but ultimately it's up to him whether he's actually going to heed your instructions or not. What what game is this? Uh, gosh, it's this old Pac-Man point and click game. Okay. Um, I want to say I saw it at like a speed runs done quick. Okay. Um, or something, or why when I was watching like a classic games video or something, but okay. Um, so like that's that's an example of it going in the exact opposite direction to the point of like you can't control the character, right? Or even like um, there's do you remember sections in God of War, uh, the reboot, where the sun acts up, and yep. you can't use his button prompts. Right. Yeah, like that's that wasn't that's it going in that direction kind of but to the extreme. Yeah. Right. But um Mario has had personality at times but he really doesn't have any now. Right. Um and and even it's Peach, like all the supporting cast doesn't have anything either. No. Um it's interesting cuz like if you think about it like everybody was trying to have a Mario, right? Like, Sonic is an attempt at a Mario. If Crash was an attempt at a Mario, and and you could argue like, I mean, not 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 in the same extent, but like Banjo or Spyro, like these these, um, kind of mascot the, platformers. Mascot, thank you. That's the word I was looking for, right? That they were trying to develop to you know fight that Mario, right? Mm-hmm. Mario's outlasted them all, you know, immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in, but he's also the one that's probably the least interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, because he's it, the it's... he's the generic lawful good kind of lawful good. <laughs> Mario never speeds ever. <laughs> um, yeah, but he no, he's that he's just that that kind of blank slate. Um, and 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 maybe it's just that like Mario games are not about Mario; they're just about the game. Right? That um, I think that's pretty true. I think that's a that's a neat statement. And and perhaps that's why I, I enjoyed Mario so much because I hated the game so much. It was like, you know, where where the game was failing me, Mario was <laughs> kind of making up, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's that. It, it was one of the, the few things that. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like Mario is enjoying himself. Like, have you? Did you ever do a backflip, and then just kind of let it play out? Because, like, if you do, like, you hold down the crouch button and jump, he'll do his, like, double backflip thing, and then he'll crouch down and stand up with his arms outstretched. 
Oh, like no, a, I did not like know a, that. Like a gymnast. That's funny. <laughs> and it's like, he's like, yes, I did it. Um, or if you do that, you can do that after a triple jump as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, so he's got... Yeah, he's, he seems to be enjoying himself. So. Yeah. I, I, I think this... I don't remember if this was the first time Mario was voice acted... I think it was one of the first times because, like, Charles Martinet. Do you know who, like, the voice he, actor of Mario? Has he been the, the same? Is it, has it been the same voice actor forever? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He oh, also wow. voice acts I, Wario, Waluigi, and Luigi. I mean, that would make sense. Um, Wait, I have a question. Go for it. Sorry. This could be. Uh, are, 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 Wario, are Wario and Waluigi brothers? <laughs> No one knows. We don't know. No one knows their relationship. Okay, he he. So he's voiced the character since 1990. Yeah, Waluigi was created for Mario Tennis to be a partner for Wario. And they, yeah, no one knows if they're brothers, if they're cousins. You know, it's funny. It's like Wario and Mario. Makes sense, right? You're just swapping the M. Waluigi does not make sense. It should be Ouija. It's or, um, or Twiji. It's because the wa in Japanese basically translates to bad. So you're saying oh, bad, Mari- bad Mario and bad Luigi. That's funny. Oh, 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 here we go. Uh, 1922 or 1922. Whoa, we're going back a ways. <laughs> Nin- 1992. Mario teaches typing. It's uh, his first yeah. role as Mario. Okay. And I'm just going to check here to see, um, oh boy, he, he's, this guy, this guy has worked. Oh my word. Yeah. He, uh, he's been in a few things. Just all the Madame Mario games. Yeah. Yeah. One, well, two, he's, three, he's got a job four, for life with, six, with Mario seven, products. Eight, nine, 10, 11. He was in 11 titles in 2005 alone as Mario or the other characters. Mm-hmm. All right, where is it here? Uh, when did Odyssey come out? Odyssey was a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. It was was it a launch for the Switch? Twenty seventeen, so not quite. I think it came out the fall. The Switch came out, right? Because because Switch came out in March. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he did voice Mario and Luigi in Super Mario Odyssey, but you're right. I don't ever remember Mario opening up his mouth. <laughs> Um, where were we? Super Mario 64. <laughs> yeah, so that, that game. Um, Whoa, he's French. Charles Martinet. I mean, that does make sense now that I think about it. He, it but it is kind of funny that he's, he's voicing an Italian plumber from Brooklyn. A friend suggested to him to take acting classes to combat his fear of public speaking yeah because have you ever seen the videos of him speaking as a 3d mario head at a convention no way can't say that i have there there's videos of him at like space world or something um around the time of mario 64 where you know like the the head from the intro of mario 64 oh i know it um could you know you could like play around with the face and stuff. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, 
anyways, the, the it was basically his. He was in a booth with like the motion capture stuff attached to him, to his face, so that he could be Mario and he could talk to people going by uh, as Mario. That's funny. That's funny. So. Huh. Yeah. All sorts of. Sorry. Sorry. Now I'm going into rabbit hole of all the other voice actors for Super Mario characters. But the Peach one um, changed a couple of times. Yeah, they keep changing her up. Uh, for a while there, it was the lady who uh, voiced Cortana, played Princess Peach. Hmm. From 2000 to 2007. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, ah, it's the best-selling video game franchise of all time. Although that makes sense, considering it's probably got more video games in it than any other <laughs> franchise ever made. That's a good point. So, um, I'm, I am kind of surprised, because like, GTA is so massive, but I guess... GTA only has like eight games. Right. It's only the sixth highest uh, grossing franchise. Of uh, video games? Wow. Oh, no, of media franchises. Okay. Wow. Uh, I would not Disney's actually... at the top? Oh, it's not six. It's like nine. Okay. Well, no, it's not. Uh, a video game is at the top. We've talked about it before. This is. Yeah, highest grossing media franchise. A video number game one. at the top? Yeah. If you think about it, it'll make sense. Not not strictly from video game sales. From all, all franchise sales. I don't know why I'm drawing such a blank here. I'm thinking like Halo? No. It's Nintendo. It's in, Oh, is it Zelda? No, no. If, if not, the other one. Metroid? No. No, no, the uh, other one. Pokemon. Oh gosh, yeah. Ninety-five billion. Okay. Thinking Yoshi? No, it can't be Yoshi. This this one I find very surprising. Okay. He- Hello Kitty is number two. Okay. At eighty-six billion. It's. I mean, there was a big boom. I think it's still big in Japan. I don't know if it's still big. Outside of Japan, but I'll be honest, I'm not really involved in that scene. That's too bad, Graham. <laughs> uh, number three, this also surprises me greatly, Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Yeah. That, I guess it's been I wouldn't have thought that years. it would have been that, like, I I wouldn't have thought that it would have been this re- that relevant today. Well, I guess this is of all time, of right? Of all time, so, so yeah. Ni- it's 1924 is the start date. Estimated 1924? Gross, yeah. Estimated gross overall that time is $76 billion. Wow. Okay, so it's been a l- around a while. Yeah. We're coming up on the 100th anniversary of Winnie the Pooh. Very true. Like in a few years, but... The 100th anniversary uh, of the 100 Acre Wood? 1,000 Acre yeah. Wood? 100 Acre 100 Wood. 100 Acre, yeah. 100 Acre, yeah. Um, next comes Mickey Mouse and Friends. Yeah. Which I think is that's, that's a pretty liberal thing to say, considering how many friends Mickey Mouse has. Um, then Star Wars. Yep. Um, this one I I've never even heard of. And Pan Man. It's a Japanese thing, I'm pretty sure. And I've never seen this before Pan in my life. Pan Man. Yeah, A N P A N M A N. It's a Japanese children's superhero picture book series, running from 1973 until the author's death in 2013. Sixty million, sixty billion dollars. Oh my goodness, there were 
1,500 episodes have it made. Yeah, but by that logic, like, One Piece should be up here. <laughs> One Piece is only at, like, eight or 900 episodes. Only. <laughs> yeah. Um, does, is Shonen Jump One Piece? Yeah. Okay, because they, next comes Disney Princess, and then then Shonen Jump. Yeah. And then comes Mario. Okay. And then, sorry, and then comes Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow, that's pretty impressive, because that's probably the newest. Well, let me, let me mind blow you with this, Graham. Okay, so the, the total gross estimated for the MCU of box office, merchandise, DVDs, and comics, all of it, $35 billion. Mm-hmm. Mario video games, overall time, $32.5 billion. Wow. Not including the, the merchandise and all that. So yeah. the video games altogether have almost sold as much as the entire MCU. Yeah. They've beaten Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Which, that's pretty impressive, because that's a media juggernaut as well. You know what I'm surprised that's not on this list? Well, there there it is. I was going to say Superman. Batman, Batman's a few down from... Yeah, Superman. From Mario. But Superman's not even, like... Toy Story is on this list. Cars is on this list. There's One Piece. Cars got huge. Yeah. Cars no, like exploded. Not. Super, yeah. Not literally. Yeah. I mean, yes. Literally. Well, they, they can, but Superman's not even on the list at all. No. For the top, for the top, I think it was like twenty. I mean, I wonder how much this has to do with like worldwide appeal and. Like... Dora, the Explorer is on this list. Sorry. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting a little distracted. Still have not seen. Big of kids. Superman. I was I was thought you were gonna say Dora, for a moment there, like. Because they made a re- yeah. they made a reboot movie, didn't they? We just watched it a couple days ago. Actually, it's pretty good. I would recommend it. <laughs> if you're it's on Amazon Prime. If you're looking for like a good, honestly, a, a good just goofy movie. Dora and the Lost City of Gold is pretty good. Yeah. Um, here he is here at 11.1 billion, which I think is um, surprisingly low in my opinion. But anyways, back to the game that we were talking about. <laughs> um, what else did I like about the game? Uh, I mean, the music's good. Mm-hmm. It's it's classic um, at this point for me. Yeah. Like yeah. I, again, growing up with that kind of music, you'd hear it a lot in like because i also grew up in kind of like the game maker um like people making games and stuff and people would use it a lot the music right. like dire dire docks they would use waluigi pinball a lot too from like mario kart um okay but yeah you would hear mario 64 music a lot in just everywhere um slider and dire dire docks and stuff yeah uh, what else did you enjoy What'd you say? Sorry, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, like, the animation was pretty good for its time. Like, um, there. did you catch there's a few puns here and there? I'm sure I did, but nothing um, sticks out in my brain. The the Womp King. Um, I'm not going to gravel or grovel. Right. Um, I will say this, like... Uh, the 
the a lot of the levels are, are are just solid all around. There are a couple that are to me were very frustrating, but like one of my favorites I think was actually TikTok Clock because of the mechanic of like when you enter the clock things would be different. Um, <laughs> but most of the levels I think are like just solid, well done levels. There are a couple that I really did not like, um, and I I, I should, probably should have mentioned this earlier, but the 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 maddest I was ever at this game was at when you on the top floor where next to TikTok clock there is the rainbow <laughs> not rainbow ride oh the I, flying I, I was mad about that but i'm talking about the other one rainbow ride's awful by the way on the other side of it there was like another section of rainbow ride where you get the wing cap and you fly around except it's awful because if you don't do it properly which you know you're not likely to do the first time around um, it doesn't just kick you out of the level, you know, which is the precedent they had set. You know, we'll just kick you out of the level, no problem, you know, and jump back in. Not, not a big deal, right? Uh, kind of. But this, this, this freaking game <laughs> sends you to back to the starting position, literally, literally the furthest away from the starting point possible. Ooh, and drops you in the it, lake outside the castle, right? Correct. I, I, Graham, I was flabbergasted. That's when I, that's when I knew, Graham. That's when I knew this game did not care about me. This game just wanted to make me suffer. It was at the very end, but I, I was suffering still. Mm. The last like ten stars was a, a slog to get through, and we went through it together. And I apologize that you had to listen to me grovel and whine, <laughs> but um, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, the last 10 stars were a little painful for me, too, because I was going like, okay, what are some easy stars that aren't 100 coin stars or some ridiculous yes. platformer challenge yep. or, like, Rainbow Ride? Because mm-hmm. um, definitely, like, in the first couple, in the first few worlds, I found, like, there was, a, there was enough leeway or I knew them well enough to know how to circumvent a lot of their issues right right like right i don't know if you ever knew but in lethal lava land if you do a a long jump in the opposite direction as you start there's a little island where there's a wing cap i did did not know that so so you can sail you can fly to pretty much any point on the map um and just kind of get there right um but like i knew to avoid like going into the volcano in Lethal Lava Land. Why would you avoid that? Because uh, it's a long star. What does that mean? Like, Or it just takes a while to get to. There, there's oh, there's see, an interior section to the volcano in there. Yeah, I know. I went, I went in there twice to get the stars. Yeah, so I, I know that's a, it's a bit of a longer section. It's a platforming. You can fall a height. Right, so you, you kind of did like an optimized run, if you will. Yeah, it only took me... Um, like, I did... It only took me three sessions to beat the game. Um, I did, and it probably only took me like three to four hours um, because I did a bit earlier this week. The entire game? Yeah, I did two nights ago. I did 30 stars in one night. um, Right. Like from 15 to 45. And then last night we did, I did 45 to 70. Right. So... Uh, and then, like, the first 15 stars are, you know, they're pretty straightforward. Right. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I knew which stars 
to avoid, but I also knew like which stars I could just go and get um, for the most part, especially for early on. But later on, like there was the one about the waterfall and I'm like, how do I get there? Right. Um, I was like, do I need to go through the mountain or something? But, um, and it was interesting to kind of rediscover and learn these new stars. But mm-hmm. um, I can also remember just getting frustrated at uh, wet dry world and I just like not looking at that like um I knew kind of where my pain points were and so I avoided them because uh, right. I had that experience already with the game which which isn't an experience that you had the luxury of <laughs> um, very true which would that would affect because I'm just like oh yeah these stars are easy like um I can fly across lethal lava land and I can just like, I know the tricks to beating the levels and I know that there's a secret wall here or there's a, a teleporting space here. And so like that, because I had all that knowledge, it made the experience more pleasant for me. Um, Speaking of lethal lava land. Okay. Go for it. Here's another example of the game wasting my time specifically. I, every time I got hit by fire, or any other type of injury that causes Mario to flail uncontrollably, I was very upset. Mm. Because it's like, you're just, you're causing me to take more damage than necessary. Because I I literally cannot control Mario, right? You can't, I mean, you can can angle him in in such a way, but it's not like I can turn him around or do a a 180. He's just going to go in that direction, right? Yeah. Um, And it's just like, there are times where it's like, yeah, you just die because you you took damage once from fire, and particularly on the last Bowser, last Bowser battle when you were forced to stay in place to kill Bowser, to throw him, but there's fire that moves and seems to always know where you are. It does track you, right? It's like, come on, come on. Um, and I think that's a mechanic that they only actually removed in Odyssey. Um, it existed as far as Galaxy. I know that much. Like the butt, the butt grab and run. Yeah, yeah. Because in Odyssey like they changed it so well. A they removed lives, um, and changed it to a more generous checkpointing system. But they also changed it so that when you go in lava, you just instantly die. Right. Um, which is actually more in line with the two D games. Yeah. Hmm. Although, could you could you, could you imagine Mario sixty four where if you touched lava, you instantly died? Well, it was pretty much like that already. I mean, if you can get back to land and you do like tight little circles, you can try to do it or you run into a wall or something. I, I, I will say this. The, occasionally, the the jump boost you get may have helped me once or twice. Yeah. But generally, it was uh, torture. Oh, have you? did you ever get trapped underneath look, where there's, you know, in um, the snowman land? One where there's the bully that kind of looks like a globe. He's like bluish. Yeah, I fought him. And did you ever try to get anything underneath him? Nope, I did not. Oh, gosh. So that, that is lava. I know. <laughs> yeah. And it's painful because my, my, you hit. My took his nose. You took, you hit the top. You hit like the bottom of the platform. And then you just fall right back down and hit the ice lava mm. again and it's just back and then you're just dead in three seconds yep. yeah 
that's why you have to go and get the shell, which you to, like is actually pretty difficult to get to. Yeah, it took me a while to figure it out, actually. Yeah, I didn't do that one. Because I, I knew that it was a pain. So, yeah. Anyways, um, I'm curious, Matt, uh, do you think we're ready to wrap up? Yeah, I think so, unless you have any further comments. Uh, no, I think I've pretty much said what I wanted to say. Um, here's, here's the question that I have for you is that, would you recommend this game? Would you recommend playing this game? Um, that's a really tough question because I can't deny its impact and its legacy. I would say... I would say no. I would not recommend playing this game. Okay. But if anybody um, is generally interested in the gaming industry, I would just I would definitely say like look into yeah. the game, do the do the research, watch Let's Play, watch the speed run. Um, I mean, this game is very popular in speedrunning circles. Um, it's probably because it was so terrible to play that people wanted to figure out how to break the game and break it. They did, but uh, it's definitely um, a huge part of gaming culture. So I would not say like it's worth it's worth worthy of like blacklisting. I would just say I I would not recommend playing it if you haven't played it before. Okay. Um, I conversely I would recommend playing the game. So mm -hmm. I don't know if we've had something like this for a while where we disagree on the Have recommendation. I. Yeah. Did we both? Did you recommend a drift? I feel like I probably did. So like, I think I may have said. I'll have to look back. I think I may have said like, if maybe if it's in VR. Hmm. I don't know. We'll check the. We should keep records. We should better. <laughs> oh well. Um. Just gotta get the wiki started. Um. But uh, yeah, I would actually recommend because. A, I enjoyed the game, like, and I think it's it's interesting from a historical perspective. But I also think, I also found it fun to play. Like, um, I found once I got used to how Mario moved and how he's a little bit more, like, fluid's not the right word, slippery, I guess, soap right. soapy. Um, but once I got a little bit of a better grip on him, um. I found it a lot more enjoyable. Um, especially like even just getting back into it, like the muscle memory of knowing how to do a long jump. Like there, there's certain modern conveniences that I think you can really appreciate having gone back and playing the older ones. Right. Um, but I also think it's just, it's honestly a fun game and like the level design is a little archaic by now, but today's standards but it's still something that with with a little bit of assistance, like having something like a save state or a restore point helps a lot to alleviate right. the frustration. Um, but it's still it's still something that can be enjoyed. Right. That, that's my perspective on it. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. How would you rate it? Oh, gosh. I hadn't really thought of this. I don't, I don't know if there's a good category for this. Um, 
or other I, that I can imagine you would you give it what would you give it Teddy colorful yet annoying <laughs> uh sure I'll go over that um because yeah Teddy Teddy okay. can be a bit of a you know um love hate relationship I suppose that's a good way to put it so yeah that's uh my thoughts on the matter, I suppose. All right. Okay. Right. Well, until next time, thanks everybody so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, plus uh, one week. Yep, two weeks. Uh, yep. To review uh, another Nintendo game I've never played, uh, any of the iterations of, uh, Metroid Prime. Yeah, and this is actually, this is a new one for me, too. I haven't... Uh... I haven't played oh. a Metroid Prime before. I've beaten. Oh, that's awesome! I've beaten Super Metroid. I. Okay. Or I've got ninety-nine percent of the way through Super Metroid. I don't know if I've ever beat it. <laughs> but. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I've never played a three D Metroid game, so. Okay. I am quite excited. Me as well. Um, yeah, if you like the show, please let us know. A review on iTunes is always helpful. Uh, comments on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, are also appreciated as well. As well as game suggestions. We love uh, playing games we know nothing about. So please, uh, for the most part, we love playing games we know nothing about. So feel free to recommend them to us at uh, your, your whims. So uh, until then, we will uh, catch you in two weeks. Yeah. Have a good night. Have a good night.